This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. We credit, I, I just started the show by crediting the Miami Heat for developing players for so long under Pat Riley and all kinds of players. But I'll tell you something that I'm going to take credit away from the Miami Heat, and I'm going to give it to now the Miami Dolphins, which, by the way, we have no business ever comparing the Dolphins to the Heat because the Dolphins haven't accomplished jack shit for decades. Okay? It's an embarrassment. I'm insulting the Heat by even putting the Dolphins in the same sentence with the Heat. Okay? All right? That's how much lesser of a franchise the Dolphins are to the Heat. All right? Let's just be clear on this. But I'm objective as hell. And there's one thing that I will say Pat Riley fails in constantly. He gets high on his own supply. Constantly. You re-sign Whiteside, you sign Deion Waiters, knowing he needs foot surgery. Nobody's going to give his ass a contract. You gave him a contract? You give Tyler Hero a contract he doesn't deserve or belong in. Bam Adebayo is not really a franchise player, but you're paying him like a franchise player. You didn't make the tough decision a couple of years ago with Jimmy Butler, but now you've kept him, and... Yeah, it's been a nice run, but you never found the other stars, so you're really never going to win a championship with this team. But, hey, Eric Spolstra will always overachieve because he's the best coach on the planet. Well, guess what? Christian Wilkins will – I mean, um, we finally have something we don't have with the Miami Heat. We do have with the Dolphins. We have a general manager that will not do that. He will not give you money if he doesn't think you deserve it. And he'll ship you away, and he'll cut you, and he'll let you go, and he'll trade you away, or whatever it is. But he, most of the time, will not overpay. And he'll take a hard-line stance. Doesn't matter if you're Connor Williams. It doesn't matter who you are. Christian Wilkins, oh, no, I want Quinn and Williams money. Nope, you're not getting it. We're not giving it to you. And that's something that the Dolphins never did. They used to get high on their own supply, too. They were just like G-Money and the Cash Money Brothers. And G-Money was getting high on his own supply. And that's the Miami Heat. They get high constantly on their own supply. They develop people that are playing over their heads, and then they go and pay them. And they don't notice that every time they leave and go somewhere else, they never live up to any of the Contracts that they say, Max Struess is like the first guy to live up to a contract. Isaac Austin was a disaster. Okay? Keon Dooling came here, got another contract from somebody else, never worked out. James Johnson, you signed him, didn't work out. Uh, Whiteside, you signed him, it didn't work out. You end up, and, and you end up re-signing your own people, and then it burns you. Usually it burns other people when they sign your guys, right? Right? They, they sign your guys, and it doesn't ever work out. Oh, yeah, no, we'll take, uh, what was it, uh, Jones Jr. or whatever, the, 
the kid that was really athletic a couple years ago, and he was starting to play all right here, a defender. And somebody took him and gave him a little contract, and, you know, I give, I'll give the Dolphins credit in that sense. They've gotten really good at that now. They've gotten really good at that now. They've taken a hard-line stance, which I wish the Heat would do sometimes and not give some of these bad contracts like they have over the last – imagine, look how good the Heat have been the last four years with all the mistakes they've made. This podcast replay is brought to you by Caneswear.com. For all your Canes, Dolphins, and Heat needs, visit them at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. Free shipping with online orders over $99. Go to Caneswear.com at Miami Fanware. That's the spot where South Florida fans shop. Greer only gets hurt players. You know, Lewis, um, you're probably young and you have no perspective whatsoever. Um, really, it's not that he gets injured players. Players get injured in football, period. Okay? And there are players that get injured, and they weren't injury-prone. Connor Williams wasn't injury-prone. And neither was Robert Hunt. And neither was Austin Jackson. It's just bad luck, dude. Did Chubb have an injury history? Yes. Yes, and so did Teron Armstead. But it's not all the players. That's just the way it is. Dude, we traded for Hugh Green, and he blew out his knee. You have no perspective, Luis Benito. That's the problem. You people, live, some of you, right, you're either too young, you haven't really lived, or you, or you really don't take the time to just go look overall. Shit happens, dude. Watch Marino talk about 92 when he had a chance and he blew out his Achilles. It's bad luck, man. Happens. You can't do anything about that. But it's not like all the players he's he's signing are injury prone. Sometimes you have bad luck. And sometimes your players get injured. And the last two years, they have had terrible luck. But the years before that, it wasn't about injuries a lot of times. A lot of times it was about incompetence. But you're a prisoner of the moment. You're uninformed. And you have no perspective, Luis Benito. Because I can come up with countless of examples of just bad luck. AVG was not injury prone. And he just got injured on an attack. And it, again, it... We're not signing a bunch of injury-prone players. Okay, and the other stupid thing that people say is, oh, the trainers. No, dude, it's just bad luck. And our bad luck's been going on for decades now, dude. Bad luck with coaches, bad luck with players, bad luck in the draft. Okay, we're the ones that pick Jamar Fletcher, not Drew Brees. We're the ones that pick Eddie Moore, not Anquan Bolden. We're the ones that are counting on Ryan Tannehill to either beat the Jets or the Bills at the end of the season, just one of those games, to get in the playoffs. We're the ones extending Joe Philbin on a meaningless win against the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, it's our fault. It's not a matter of, oh, you only sign injury-prone players. 
that's stupid. Teron Armstead is the only injury-prone player on the entire line. But the rest of the guys had injuries. What are we going to do? Shit happens. It's a physical game. But you make it sound like everybody's injury-prone, and it's, not, it's just not the case. And you make it sound like every year it's about injury-prone. And no, the last two years have been. It's been brutal, dude. I'm not going to lie. But it's the same thing as the stupidity of, oh, we can't win at Hard Rock Stadium because it's built on an Indian burial ground. Really? The Marlins have won two titles there. You want to come up with more stupid shit? Stupid shit. Oh, only we sign only injury-prone players. Stupid shit. Oh, our trainers are not good enough. Stupid shit. Oh, we can't win because we're the stadium's built on an Indian burial ground. Come on, man. Enough already. All right? Just bad luck. Sucks. Sucks to be us. But it's nothing more, nothing less. Okay? You, when you draft a, a, a running back and he kills himself, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, I, I can talk to you about 40 years of just train wrecks from Stojanovic and Uwe Van Shaman or whatever, man. You know? So please, it, it just... You know, for those of you like Luis Benito, who are probably 25 years old, or, or you have no perspective, or you're just a prisoner of the moment. Come on, man. You know? Let's go. Let's, let's, let's get a little bit more intelligent here. This podcast replay is brought to you by Top Gun Indoor Range, where the ladies can find self-defense classes and basic pistol concealed weapons courses available in both English and Spanish classes. Easy to get to just off the turnpike. Go to TopGunIndoorRange.com. NorCal says, Big O, the moment X Factor demanded more money, I wanted him gone. I now feel that way about Wilkins. Uh, F that kind of player. Um... I love Wilkins, the player, NorCal. I really do. Um, but I have to tell you something. He is not Quinn and Williams. He's not a game wrecker. He plays very well, but he doesn't play like a $25 million player. And if that's what he's going to ask for, um, that's why I've told you that, you know, he's not coming back. I've been telling you that for a while now, you know, and I know other people that are on the beat and they're talking about tags or they're talking about contracts and, and all that stuff and they can't let him go. And, you know, people don't really look at it. Most of his sacks came against the bad teams. He didn't really come up big in, in all the big games, only one, and that was the Bills. And I almost feel that in that case, Sean, he – Loves to hate Josh Allen so much that that alone was his, like, maybe driving force to create the one play out of all the good teams they face this year. And what do you think Chris Jones does in most of the big games? He wrecks it. 
And that's what, you know, Aaron Donald and that's what the top defensive tackles do. They wreck it. And in fact, I would say Sealer wrecked more than he did. And he's going to make less than half of what Wilkins is asking for. Because he makes around 11. He's going to ask for the 24-25 range. And that's why I tell you, you have to, like, compartmentalize your feelings for the Miami Dolphins and for Christian Wilkins. I love him as a player. You know, he's been a heck of a player for the team. Um, but sometimes you have to make tough decisions. And sometimes there are decisions that are just not fiscally responsible. And signing Christian Wilkins to that contract would be fiscally unresponsible. So you're better off trying to draft his replacement if you can with your first or second round pick. That's usually where you can get a defensive tackle and a pretty good one. So that's what I would do if I'm the Miami Dolphins. And that's why I keep telling you, and that's why I think a lot of people out there don't understand the cap situation, and they want to sell you the sensationalism of all these real cap issues, and it's going to be so difficult, and it's not, because you're eliminating Christian Wilkins' salary, you're eliminating X's salary, you're eliminating Agba's salary, you're eliminating Cedric Wilson's salary, you're opening up another 15 to 18 million by giving Tua a new contract. The amount of money that you are opening up this offseason will give you all the flexibility you need to re-sign the players you really need to re-sign, like Connor Williams, like Robert Hunt. Those are the players that you really need to re-sign. Okay, Christian Wilkins can be replaced. I know it looks impossible right now, but you didn't think you were going to replace Minka Fitzpatrick, and you did. Okay, and you'll replace it. You've got a great front office. All right? I know the coaching thing, they haven't convinced us yet on that part because they didn't hit on flow, and the Mike McDaniel thing is kind of teetering right now. Uh, and hopefully he figures it out, you know, for everybody's sake. But on the personnel side, I have 100% complete confidence that this offseason, they will have the flexibility, they will have options out there in order to build back the team, and they can be a championship-caliber team. But it's really up to the coach, more than the front office. I, I tend to think the front office will do their job. I'm nervous about Mike McDaniel now, you know? And I, I, I hate to, you know, I, I really hate to do this, but it's kind of been a trend for me personally. I don't know about you guys, but with Adam Gase or with Brian Flores or, well, Joe Philbin, I never believed in him from day one. So that one doesn't count. But it's happened to me a couple times that when I'm in year, after year two, although I haven't gotten to that point yet with Mike McDaniel, I did get to that point with Adam Gase and Brian Flores that after year, once you, it started in year two, but once year two was over, I was convinced they weren't the guys.
okay? I'm not there yet with McDaniel because I, I really love his offensive mind. I, 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 I like the person too, man. I, I just think there's a lot there with McDaniel that is just maybe needs to be a little bit more molded. But he showed me a lot of stubbornness this year, which scared the shit out of me. You know? And that stubbornness, that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? But um, I, I, I have total faith. The challenge of rebuilding this team can be done. And, and you know, the, the GM told you himself, 30 to 40% of the roster is overturned. So let's not get surprised here. You're going to miss players, and you're going to lose good players. And this will, and Christian Wilkins will not be the first player that's gone. Two years ago, I told you that, that Byron Jones would be gone the following season, and he was. Two years ago, I told you that X would be gone in two years. Okay? And I'm the one that told you that Christian Wilkins, for the last few months, I've been telling you Christian Wilkins is gone. I have not been wrong one time when I tell you this. Okay? I got a pretty good feel for what goes on in that building and how they think overall. And you're gonna and this is not going to be the last good player you're gonna let go because you're going to This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cuttersedge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. The whole thing with Marino and the interviews that he did around Super Bowl week and talking and they asked him about the the logo. And you know, I, I saw one place pro, we talked about it yesterday, Pro Football Network. They had the um the the oh De Marino says he would love to see the old logos, and that was the tease. They didn't give you the real line, which is Steve, he doesn't feel Steven Ross would ever do it because he loves the new logo, it's his baby, right? And I got to tell you something that as I'm thinking about it for for anybody out there in that organization, okay, maybe you want to send this message to Stephen Ross. Maybe you want to play this video, okay? Stephen, I get it, man. It's your team. You can do whatever you want with your team, okay? But you're a man that's not really liked by your fan base. I just want you to know that they tolerate you because you're the billionaire that owns the team and you do a marvelous job of spending money, but because you haven't had overall success and there's a lot of screw ups with your name on it, like Joe Philbin, like Adam Gase, like Indomitian Sue. These are things that like your specific name has on it you know, kind of staining the team because your decisions heavily influenced those moves, okay? So you're a guy that really is not liked overall by your fan base. And you go and change the logo that they love. So all you've done basically is continually piss off your fan base we're all human beings i make mistakes every day of my life okay but you know what's pretty cool i address my mistakes and i'm open enough to say damn i screwed up 
Okay. I think you should too. I think you should kind of kill the era of the whale. Maybe ingratiate yourself a little bit to your fan base. Maybe, you know what? Maybe they'll pick up a little bit more sympathy for you. Damn, the dude un- listened to us. He did what we wanted. I'm just saying. It's not a good look for you. You clearly don't give a shit. Okay? To be quite honest, you really don't care about the fan base. Fan base has been around longer than you have loving the Dolphins. Okay? Because... I'm not exactly sure you were always rooting for the Dolphins when you didn't own them and you were living in New York. So I I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Not exactly sure. All right? So I'm just saying, do something that the people actually want. You know what I mean? You don't have to listen to the fans at times for football decisions because they're not going to make good football decisions a lot of times. That's cool. But in in this case, everyone is right and you're wrong. Now, you own the team and you don't care what the fans think. Clearly. Message has been sent. You refuse to accept the message. That's on you. That's all on you, my friend. But if you ever wanted to at least win some of your fans back over, and you know, like a DeMar Hamlin now, that he has the sympathy vote from people for comeback player when he doesn't deserve any kind of comeback player of the year award. Okay? You know, if you want a little bit of sympathy from people, I would bring back the logo. But, hey, man, what can I tell you? You do what you want. You go ahead and continue to bury your existence in dolphin land. Unless you win a title, there's no other way for you to recover from that logo. Put it that way. Fans will never accept that logo overall. You have some fans that will buy it and deal with it or whatever. But most fans, they want to see the old logo back. So the fact that you're not willing to do anything to adjust, that's a absolutely horrible look. There's nothing wrong with making a mistake. You made a mistake. Let's correct it. This podcast replay is brought to you by Welton Rayom. Call for a free consultation, 954-966-4646. At Welton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Welton Rayom handles property damage claims due to a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help, 954-966-4646. Okay, let's get into the Tua haters. And I'm going to give you an uh, an example of, you know, Tua haters are not believers in the kid, right? And, well, you know, you're not winning playoff games and you're not taking the team to the Super Bowl and those kind of things, right? And so you 
hold it against him, right? That's what the Tua haters are doing, right? They're blaming the one person on everything going on, okay? So the Tua haters over the years have clamored for other quarterbacks, right? And one of the guys that a lot of you have clamored for as Tua haters is Lamar Jackson, the hometown guy. But see, here's the thing about Tua haters and why they're hypocrites, and a lot of them are phonies. So what do you think a Tua hater would do? Those of you on the chat board right now, what do you think a Tua hater would do if his quarterback is Lamar Jackson and keeps losing in the playoffs? Has great regular seasons because it's hard to prepare for that offense, but he shits the bet every time in the playoffs. This year, they got by a rookie quarterback and a rookie team having success in Houston, and then he shit the bed against a real team and a real quarterback like he normally does. So while the tour haters would clamor for Lamar Jackson, what would they say after the fact, after every year, no matter if he won his second MVP last night, which well-deserved, whatever, all that, does it mean anything in the playoffs? Absolutely nothing. But the funny part is that the people that hate Tua and clamor for Lamar Jackson, if Lamar was here and shitting the bed every time in the playoffs, what would they say? Oh, he got an MVP trophy. Big deal. He can't win in the playoffs. What does that mean? That's what would be on the chat board right now. Because I find it hilarious. Oh, I want Lamar Jackson. I want Lamar. Okay, you want Lamar Jackson, but he never wins in the playoffs. Yeah, he can run like the wind, but he can't throw you to a championship. As it's been proven over and over and over and over again. It's a fun offense for the regular season. It really is. But there's two MVPs. What do they mean if you can't win in the playoffs? I mean, Mahomes is an MVP that wins in the playoffs, right? Isn't that what it means to be an MVP? Just saying. Because I love the people that clamor for Lamar Jackson. But the same people that rip into Tua would be killing Lamar Jackson, even today. If he was a Miami Dolphin and he won the MVP for the second time, but he's constantly getting eliminated in the playoffs and, you know, throwing those interceptions and making bad mistakes at bad moments. Those of you that are two haters, you would be killing Lamar. You would be assassinating Lamar. Okay. Shows the level of hypocritism we'll make up a word of you to a haters you'd all be burying lamar jackson right now absolutely burying him
This podcast replay is brought to you by Top Gun Indoor Range, the only indoor public archery range in Dade County. They also have a state-of-the-art gun range with the latest in indoor air quality with 18 lanes up to 25 yards, making them the largest indoor range in Dade County. TopGunIndoorRange.com Have a little fun with this one. Did you guys see that the, the Kobe got his statue yesterday? Well, rest in peace, Kobe. But they put the Kobe statue out in the in the Crypto.com arena in L.A., right? I'm sure you guys all saw that in the news. And we all know that the Dwayne Wade statue is coming, right? So let me ask you something. What statue belongs outside the Miami Dolphins Stadium? And it's not there right now. And it should be there. It should have been there. What statue would you have at that stadium? How about the Miami Heat? Is there a statue missing that they haven't included already? Marlins have never earned a statue because you can't keep people around. What are you going to put a Jeff Conine statue? It's about it, Mr. Marlin. It's all you can do. Panthers are on their way now, right? Kachuk, Barkov, these kind of these kind of players have that history. You know what I mean? So, but we're not there yet. So the Dolphins and the Heat. And how about the Hurricanes? Right? Because I was thinking about this. If that's your stadium now, we can include a couple hurricane statues. Okay? If we're not going to put it there, then let's go put it in a green tree practice field. You know, whatever. Maybe, maybe they should have a Hall of Fame row at the University of Miami. When you come out of the locker room onto the green tree practice field, there is a Hall of Fame row because you can have a couple of rows when it comes to the Canes. I know they have their own Hall of Fame, but like statues right there. Be pretty cool. Be fun. So who would you include? I love the Zoe one. Love the Zach Thomas one, Skyler. That one's terrific. Shula's already there. They have a Shula statue. They, they, I believe they have a Joe Robbie statue, don't they? Isn't there a Joe Robbie? I'm pretty sure there's a Joe Robbie statue. No? Oh, it's a plaque? Oh, okay. That's what it is. I think it's a plaque when you walk into the VIP area. It's right there on the entrance walls, I believe. Yeah, I want to say because I think the only two statues are Shula and Marino on the two sides, I believe. Okay. Unless they put up something else because you walk between them to get into the VIP area there, I believe. Which one is missing for you? If if there's a dolphin one, I have one in my mind that it's like the most perfect statue in the history of mankind for Miami Dolphins. Like this man belongs on a statue because it's better than Shula and Marino statue. 
Do you know who I'm talking about? Any idea, Sean? Who do you think? Who do you think I'm talking about, Sean? Who would you put? If there's one guy, somebody got the one I wanted. He wrote it twice now. True Finn fan and I think alike. Larry Zonka, bro. How, how is how, how do we not have a Larry Zonka statue outside of of uh, Hard Rock Stadium? Like seriously, that that nobody but nobody in the history of the Miami Dolphins is better suited to be honored with a big-ass statue of a nasty-looking dude that just wanted to punish you in, in, in Larry Zonka. That would be a... I think that would, that would be something that so many Dolphin fans would clamor to because, especially with the older fans, Zonka is one of those guys that is... Man, he is loved. Like, big... And and then Marx Brothers, a statue of the Marx Brothers. You know what I'm saying? That'd be pretty cool. Now, we don't do the Riley statue because he's not retired yet, Sean. Is that what we're doing? Is that what we're doing? Right? I got to say, the Riley statue better be the biggest statue in Heat history. I'm just saying. Nobody has meant more to that franchise than that dude. Jason Taylor would be a terrific one. I like that one. No, Blackwood brothers don't deserve it, but, you know, it's fun if you want to do that. 